As everyone knows, we at the Designated Drinker Show are dedicated to raising the bar on craft cocktails. And now, now we need your help and just a little bit of your time. We'd love to hear what you think of the show and to find out what you want more of and even what you don't. So please head over to designateddrinker.show to complete our listener survey because what you, our loyal listeners, want is exactly what we aim to deliver. I promise it will only take a few minutes of your time to complete the survey, and for doing so, you'll receive an exclusive invite to our Let's Get Twisted Cocktail Hour, a live online interactive event with me and Gina. We'll be serving up some fun times as we try to answer your questions, deal out a few fun cocktail facts, and of course, share some good laughs, all while Gina doles out her tips and tricks as she shows us how to craft three, yes, three amazing cocktails. So head over to designateddrinker.show, dish out your thoughts, and we'll see you at the Let's Get Twisted Cocktail Hour. The date and time will be determined by survey participation, so go do it today. And hell, share with your friends, family, clergy, postal worker, dog walker, I don't know, anyone you know who appreciates a tasty cocktail and some intoxicating boozy banter. You know we can't wait to hear from you. Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Salas, and we are opening up 2022 with a lineup of shows that's going to be a blast from our past. It's a total mix-up of some of the best of the best of our boozy banter with some of our most inspiring designated drinkers. So first, head over to designateddrinker.show to find a cocktail recipe or five from our library of libations and get ready for some fun-filled flashback action. Our second Remix Mix-Up episode is a true family affair. These two amazing guests are hardworking and are devoted to what they do without a doubt. But family? Family definitely plays a large role in their lives. The bonds they have with their families are so strong. They not only influence their career paths, they've continued to help them grow their empires and go out and conquer the world every day. Like I said, these two guests work at 24-7. And they truly love what they do. But for them, it wasn't love at first sight. Their route to finding that true love was a journey. So let's jump right in and find out how designated drinker, restaurateur, and full-time mom, Michelin Mendelssohn, from episode 136, found her path. I come from a restaurant family from a bazillion years ago. My parents are in the restaurant business. My grandfather, my great-grandfather, the whole immigrant jumping off the ship, starting out as a janitor and then working his way up to opening his own restaurant. I always uh, thought that I would never go back into the restaurant business. My parents had a fine dining Spanish restaurant in Florida, and I can remember being the hostess and thinking to myself, I will never do this ever. (laughs) And so I decided to go to college and get a journalism degree And then I got a master's degree in international relations. And I thought I'm moving to Washington, D.C. and I'm going to be a reporter and I'm going to travel the world and it's going to be amazing. And I got to D.C. because the first job offer I got was at the Canadian Embassy. And I ended up doing PR and I loved it. And I had a knack for it, thinking uh, about doing all these amazing outside the box events. And so I did that for a couple of years. I opened my own PR company there, did a bunch of events. And then Spike, who's my younger brother, was a chef in New York working for Drew Nipperon. And Top Chef was uh, had filmed two season. And I got a call from Spike and he said, hey, there's this like 
show and they're looking for chefs and I think I should, you know, apply. And uh, we tried to apply for season three. He didn't get in, but he got onto season four. And my parents had in the meantime, sold their restaurant in Spain and moved to Washington with nothing to do. And as Gina knows, my parents need day jobs because <laughs> they're maniacs. So what well, we you know, they up- say the nuts don't fall far from the tree. I love Catherine and Harvey, but I will 100% attest to you crazy, crazy, full on crazy, like on, like on par. Go, go ahead. <laughs> So I was working, I was living on Capitol Hill and I saw this shop that had gone out of business called Pulp. And I called my parents and I said, this would be a perfect restaurant. At the time, there was just these famous bars, Hawk and Dove and TuneIn. And and my parents got there and they said, oh my God, this space is too small. I don't think it's going to work. How are we going to do it? And so then um, what we decided was that... um, well, they actually said, you know what? This would be a great hamburger spot. And Spike <laughs> got off of Top Chef and me with PR. I said, let's wait and open this restaurant till Spike's show airs on Bravo. And so we kind of, it just kind of all worked out. And at the same time, the Obamas, right, were making a push and had won the presidency. And so we kind of opened Good Stuff Eatery in what I love to call is the golden age, right? The the Obamas had gone into office. Spike was just off of a national television show in D.C., as Gina can attest to, and I'm sure you too can, Louise. There was no real, like, celebrity chefs yet. That was a thing that was just kind of percolating 12 years ago. Yeah. And we opened our doors, and my mother, who's a chef, is very adamant about food quality. And so we had food quality, we had national television, we had Obama's. And so we opened our first location on Capitol Hill and then opened a We the Pizza, which serves pizzas and Italian sodas next door. And then as Gina said- If you're listening to the show, she opened Good Stuff Eatery. Yes. (laughs) That's the name of the first store. (laughs) And then- um, She's in PR, folks. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for that, Gina. Uh, we the pizza next door. And then as Gina just said, I opened a fine dining French restaurant for days because uh, Spike wanted to be taken as a serious chef and not just a pizza and burger guy. And I got pregnant and I thought, you know what? These late hours and all this craziness, I'm not into it. And so then we turned that into a fast casual restaurant called Santa Rosa Taqueria. And nice. so I own those three stores on Capitol Hill and we franchise them around the states and overseas, and we have 14 locations. That's amazing. It's amazing, it's amazing to hear when, like, that, that tipping point, like, to your point, all of those things came together, and you were smart enough, obviously, to pump the brakes on it a little bit, wait for it all to catch up, and you just rode a really amazing wave. And it wasn't all by happenstance. It was your insights to know this. all of these things are moving, but hold on, let's just wait two seconds, take a yeah. breath. And let's wait. And that's those were brilliant insights. So obviously, sometimes finding what you love can take a couple swings of the bat. Which leads me to designated drinker from episode 140, Shauna Mendelson. Yes, the world champion powerlifter and one of the strongest women in the world. And yes, she shares the same last name as Michelin. But these two guests are related in story only. So let's listen in and find out how truly these two relate. In 2003 is when I opened up my first gym, but I was competing, you know, for years before that. And it got to a point where I was working in corporate America. And although I loved what I did, I just, 
I don't know. It just wasn't something that was fascinating to me. It wasn't giving me that feeling of accomplishment. And I felt that when I lifted and when I was in that community, that I knew that I can give the best of myself back to what other lifters may need in order to accomplish what I've accomplished in my career. Oh, interesting. But you you spent a while before you jumped into a full heart. Yeah. My, because you started in fashion, right? Yeah. I was in the garment district for, well, like seven and a half years. And uh, yeah, that was my first love. Well, at least I thought I loved it. And then, you know, from the outside, when you look in and you watch all these fashion shows and all this stuff going on and like, you know, that runway show, and you're like, oh, yeah. I can do that. Or, you know, you see all these stylists and they're, you know, dressing all these like amazing people and all this crazy stuff's going on. Well, that doesn't happen unless you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows someone. <laughs> I was like the grunt in my industry. I mean, I did, I think I did like a little bit of anything that you could do in fashion. Once you find that love, it can be intoxicating. And Shauna is a true testament of what devotion and conviction means. From the moment I wake up in the morning, it's literally lifting weights on my brain. From the moment I wake up, it is, okay, I know who I have today. I know what I'm going to do with them. I'm blah, 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 blah. I don't have anything written down for any of my clients. It's like we come in, I know what we're going to do, and we just get to it. These guests are so successful. Unfortunately, they share some of the ingredients to their secret sauce with us. Pursuing what you love was definitely one of those ingredients, but the necessity for scheduling was also echoed between the two of these very successful and very powerful women. Here's Michelin again, sharing her key to a successful day. I think I definitely need to add this to my regiment. I wake up early because I try and take about 30 to 45 minutes just for myself before anybody else wakes up. And I never want to wake up. Like it's always a struggle, but it just sets me up for my day. Like I'm able to figure out a plan and see like what's going to come up. So I usually wake up about 6.30. Wow. Another key ingredient to their success is tenacity. Oh, yeah. And let's not forget the necessity to stay focused. And here, Shauna gives us a taste of her approach. How I've become, I actually literally made a niche for myself. You know, I was like one of the first people to ever start doing, you know, online training. Oh, wow. I was, you know, I was one of the first people to start doing um, clinics, you know, going around to different gyms and teaching people how to lift properly. You know, when I go into something, I go in 110%. Like there is nothing about me that does not have to do with what I do. No matter where I go, no matter who I interact with, what I do is always at the top and then everything else just kind of like folds in between. And it's not even like I even bring it up. I basically branded myself and I just kept getting out there and I just kept hitting the pavement and just networking and talking and just really being a, a part of and of everything that I, that I encompass talk about tenacity. But remember, I said this episode was a true family affair. Well, let's circle back to that, shall we? At the top, 
Michelin shared how her younger brother Spike's celebrity chef quest influenced her career. Now let's see how Shauna might relate. It's not just me that does it. I mean, my brother does it too. You know, so to have two siblings in the world who basically do the same exact thing on two different coasts and who are both simultaneously the best in the world, period. We're the only brother-sister team in the evolution of our sport who have ever done that. Wow. Oh, brother. (laughs) I mean that in a good way. Obviously, neither of these two women would have ever known their once stinky brothers would play such a pivotal role in their lives. But obviously, they did and still do. And it totally warms my heart. As a kid sister to some amazing brothers, I know I can totally relate to them. But isn't it great when we're reminded that no matter how old we get, sibling rivalry is still alive. And no matter where life takes you, family is going to keep you grounded. That last bit definitely warmed my heart. This next bit hurt my face. Listen in as Michelin's younger brother, Spike Mendelson, hijacks the episode, and I lose my composure. I, I had to do it. I had to. You know, so if I didn't, if I didn't crash the the pod, I wouldn't be a good brother. Hi, exactly. Spike, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Are you surfing at the beach? What are you doing? Yeah, you know what? I wish I was surfing. It's so windy today. I wish you was surfing too right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead, we're 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 day drinking, as you can see. Duh, perfect. So perfect. We're doing that and that as well. So, anyways. I'll let you guys get back to it. (laughs) To close out this remix mix up, listen in one more time to these two inspiring, overachieving, family focused women as they share a few more wise words and leave us with some food for thought. This is not the easiest way to make a living. (laughs) Not. You have to be a little bit fucking crazy. Yes. It may be, yeah, totally stupid. From the moment I really started like lifting heavy, because I always trained, but for the moment I actually did like my first real squat, I was hooked. I mean, it was just, there was nothing else that I wanted to do. It's something that I feel like, like God gave me to do. Oh, interesting. So you see it as a calling. I feel that way. Both of these episodes are available wherever you listen to your podcasts. So go do that. But first, head over to designateddrinker.show, that's designateddrinker.show, to find the perfect cocktail recipe with all the tips and tricks to craft like a pro. And then tune in to enjoy the rest of our boozy banter with these amazing guests. Let's go head first into 2022 strong, shall we? And don't forget, we want to hear what you have to say. So go do the survey. Yes, yes, I know I made it rhyme. I'm such a dork. We all already knew that. But anyway, head over to designateddrinker.show, take the survey, and let's hang out at our live virtual Let's Get Twisted Cocktail Hour. Cheers to that. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company that is dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers Bobby and Mike Carducci. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, 
an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Links League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows. Your review helps our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.